Alternative Radio. Ah, it's one of them there pre-rolls. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing, and the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode is Nippin'. Nippin'. It's a samurai story set in the 16th century. This period was almost a turning point for Japan, as the empire now lost its former power and the shoguns, the Japanese representative of feudalism, began to replace it. Our main character, Shinji, witnesses the capture of his own town while the shoguns take over the regions as they wish. From this moment on, the deep story begins in which Shinji and Japan will take shape. Nippin offers more than just a samurai story. It reflects the magnificent beauty of Japanese culture to the reader in a refreshing way. Also, political games, epic wars, family drama, love, and lots of adventures to be experienced are waiting for you. So, looking for something uh, from across the pond? Mm-hmm. Actually, this book's out of Germany, too. Fun. Fun. You still have a few days left to back this book on Kickstarter. Search Nippon, N-I-P-P-O-N, on Kickstarter and back this project now. Proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing and NSC Live. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 294. The 294th episode will, in fact, be a pull list priorities, and I'll be going over the uh, books due on the FOCs. And uh, the books slated to hit your slots Wednesday, the 24th of March. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really look like, I don't know, I just kind of skimmed the news a little bit. Nothing really worth mentioning off the top of my head. So, let's, uh, shall we just talk about FOCs? I think we should. Let's, uh, let's do this. FOCs, real quick, final order cutoffs. You don't order these books by this date. The books don't get printed. If they don't get printed and then you want them and there's not enough of them because only the amount printed or the, you know, based off of the uh, actual demand, then you'll end up paying more money. So, important, start a pull list, pre-order these books. Let's start with DC coming out of Lunar, due to be ordered by Sunday, what is this, uh, March 21st. Uh, Starting with Snyder's American Vampire, 1976, number 7. There's two covers, Jorge Fornas getting a variant on that one. Next up, I saw this and immediately was like, duh, obviously I'm getting this. Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries. It's a 12-parter. Oh yeah, I'm going to click on this and we'll see what happens. It's an all-new, all-ages series that teams the Dark Knight with Scooby-Doo and the Sleuth of Mystery, Inc. When Batman discovers his original purple gloves have gone missing, they'll my shaggy Scooby-Doo. Travel back in time. And, okay, cool. The year, oh, shit. They're going back to year one. The glove story. <laughs> I like how it's uh, just Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby-Doo. Where's, uh... Oh, I know what they're doing. They're... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing that thing. Jinkies! Oh, man. That's exciting. Uh, we've got more Batman here. we got Batman crossing over with Fortnite. Zero point number two. Looks like there's a few covers on here. Um, what's that premium variant? That's nice. And there's a B card stock variant. Uh, 
Oh, look at this premium variant. Yeah, it looks like Mignola. But is it? Uh, no? Can't tell. Damn. Can't tell. That's a... That's a great cover. I like that. I don't know what's going on there, but I like that style. That's neat. Whatever. Alright, so yeah, it looks like a few covers that you have to pick from on that one. Oh, another Batman book, but this is the can't miss. This is the one you'd be silly to miss. Uh, damn. Batman the Detective, number one of a six-parter. It's Cooper and Taylor. I mean, come on. Come on. And there is a 1 in 25 Ricardo Federici sketch variant on here. Who is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be Bat? I don't know who that is. Uh-oh. Is this we're getting 25 Gobby, though? Mm. Oh, and that blank variant. It's not really all that blank. It's got bats. And then there's a Cooper. Oh, this is, this is what you want right here. This is what you want. Um, I, I think if you're looking for a good, different Batman story done by, you know, the greatest writer in comics right now, Tom Taylor, then there you go. And I think this 1 in 25 is going to be hot. I I do. This might be uh, the hottest... I don't know, this might be a whole new version of a Bat Lady. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got Challenge of the Super Sons, a seven-parter. Who's doing this? Tomasi and Rainer. Alright. Alright. Oh, that fucking Jorge Jimenez cover is amazing. So the boys are back picking up where the sensational adventures of the Super Sons left off. The sons of Batman and Superman are back in the spotlight and ready to give evil a good spanking. But are Robin and Superboy in over their heads this time? I mean, if they weren't, it wouldn't be much of a story. Mysterious Woman from Beyond Time has appeared in the DCU's favorite sons. To the DC. Ooh. New character. Bam. Skrplunk. Um, could be something. Could be something right there. Alright, so. And her arrival heralds certain doom. Her arrival heralds. Her arrival heralds. Her arrival heralds. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's fun to say. <laughs> That's a hint, everyone, of the things to come. Oh, it even says right there. That's a hint. Ah. In fact, it seems she sent the boys on a bogus journey that they've already returned from. Huh? What did the boys... All right, I hate these fucking ambiguous... I get it. I get it. It's a mystery, but first appearance, quite possibly. You know, um, I'm not nearly as in tuned with the DC universe like I am with the Marvel universe. So sometimes they're like, oh, is this a first appearance? Like, nah, dude, he's been around since 1947. Just, they only use him once every eight years. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I still think that there might be something to speculate on here. Maybe don't go huge. Oh, and that Simone de Mayo variant. Jesus Christ, that is that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's a really pretty cover. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go here. Oh, Dark Knight's Death Metal War. Oh, it's a trade paperback, trade paperback. And Infinite Frontier number zero. Okay, uh, second printing. Joker number two. Ah, see, someone told me that this was a fucking one-shot, and it's not. It's not. Uh, so yeah, Joker number two, we got a Gilliam March A cover, Ali Bormejo, oh my god. 
That is incredible. That's that's absolutely amazing. I love that. And that Brian Stelfreeze cover? Jeepers creepers. Oh, and look at the Ricardo Federici one in 25 on that one. It's punchline. You can't look at it yet. It's a podcast. Um, I'm not showing you anything. I'm just telling you something to go look at, I guess. Uh, <laughs> all right, on, man. All right, Joker number two. Doing the damn thing on this one. Let's see, more trade paper, more trade paper. We got Superman, Superman number 30. Uh, two covers on this one. Looks like Inyak Lee getting a variant on that. That's a great B cover. Superman, red and blue, number two. You know, I tell you what, if DC didn't have Batman and Superman, they'd be fucked this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- three covers on that one. What is this David Cho variant? What is that nonsense? They allowed that? All right, this is somebody trying to be Sam Keith, but here's the deal. When you're not Sam Keith and you try to emulate Sam Keith, it's not going to look good. It's not going to look good. Uh, oh, good lord. See for yourself. The fuck is going on there? They made Thupa Man look like Elvis. It's like a... It, it's almost like they tried to mix Ralph Stegman with Sam Keith and then spilled a bunch of watercolor all over it. I mean, I don't mean to talk shit about David Shaw. Really, that's not ever anything I want to do. I'm just a little confused as to... Fuck how? I don't get it. How did that pass? I've seen so many great artists submit and get turned down. And fuck. Is this all it's... I mean, I guess look at Momoko. (sighs) Still, Brian? You're still on this? Sweet Tooth, The Retoin, number six. Yeah. Wrapping up a little mini-series of a... Well, a... A a sequel. There we go. (laughs) A follow-up. To Jeff Lemire, Sweet Tooth. So there you go. Jesus Christ. Scared the shit out of me. All goddamn day they've been roofing. And they got their dumpster parked right outside of the studio window here. And I just, every time every time some, they drop something from the building, I think it's uh, a little person just falling. Why has it got to be a little person? Because, I mean, the silhouette would be a lot bigger compared to what I'm seeing. Uh, <laughs> it's not like there's a lot of little people up there. Wouldn't that be a fucking sight? Uh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, my silly brain. Oh, jeez. Wonder Woman on its 771st issue, and there's a pretty badass Joshua Middleton cardstock variant on that one. And that looks like it's going to wrap up the DC FOCs this week. Once again, this is all due by Sunday the 21st. If these books are not pre-ordered by that date and you do not pre-order them, you can't trust that your shop's just going to do it, you know, and hope that you can creep your way up on Wednesday and one be there. But what if you're not there? What if you got a, like, 9 to 5 and your shop opens at 10 on Wednesday and you didn't pre-order it? You're just going to expect that your, your, your shop is going to have it left over? Mm-hmm. These are, are uh, th- th- these are financial mistakes, is what they are uh, in the comic book community. You know, when you see people bitching about comic book prices, that's because they they didn't pre-order their books. You know, and I, I give you plenty of time, plenty. I mean, all the time I can, really. But yeah, yeah, you know, good stuff, good stuff. 
Uh, what's what's with the rest of the world FOC stuff this week? Yeah. Click on the comics. I'm on the the catalog and the what is this? Do do. I'm on previews world right now and I get all this bullshit. Bullshit. You love this shit. All right. Oh, that was a small list. Not a lot of scrolling here. Uh, keep in mind, there's a few publishers out there that aren't on the FOCs, like Scout and SourcePoint. So um, I do believe that I kind of already, in the last episode, went over all of the, the coming soon Scout and SourcePoint books on the FOCs that weren't already ongoing. So just be aware of that. But also know that Scout is going over to Lunar as well to put themselves on the FOCs over on Lunar. So, yeah, moves are being made, people. Moves are being made. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. Not everybody is on the FOCs. So, uh, let's see here. How about, uh, let's start with Vault. Vault's on the FOCs. Vault Comics, we got Automal number six. There's two covers on that one. Hollow Heart number three. There's two covers on that one. Uh, two series that you know I haven't really got around to yet. And then uh, Resonant number nine. I love the first issue, but for whatever reason, I only added the first issue. I didn't add it ongoing, and well, I just assumed that it, number two would be there. And then by the time number three came along, number two was long gone. And uh, yeah, I was just too far behind at that point. Is mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to yawn there. Jesus. Uh, Valiant. Valiant, we've got Savage. Savage number three. Two covers on that one. A series that I am very much enjoying. Very much enjoying Savage. One of Valiant's best, actually. Well, I don't know. They're all good. I'm (laughs) one of Valiant's best. Not like they're putting out a whole lot. It's just everything they're doing is absolute quality. I haven't been disappointed by a Valiant book in... I don't. I couldn't even answer that question. I couldn't even answer that question. Um, let's see here. Only Press. A little bit of Only Press. We got a number. No, that's a second printing. Yeah, still. Jana and the Unpossible Monsters. Number one going into a second printing. That's exciting. And then Kaiju Max is on its sixth season now. Apparently, how how they're doing this. And uh, issue number one there. Um, there you go. Mad Cave. Mad Cave is on the FOCs. Uh, once again, another another second printing, but I actually think this is one that you're uh, you're going to want to... I, ha- I think this one has a lot of late bloomer potential. Let me write this down, actually. I don't want to miss this one. Mm-hmm. Nottingham. And then uh, second print. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I got a feeling, I got a feeling, you never know, you know, Mad Cave could start making moves any moment, any moment, it just takes one huge title, Ooh, fuck, ah, uh, where am I at here, Jesus, there's a lot of scrolling in between, a lot of these publishers that are on the FOCs, they never put anything out, so, I mean, they, you're going to pay good money for that. I don't know, whatever. Aftershock. Oh, yeah, we got some good stuff coming from Aftershock. We've got Maniac in New York, number three. Mwah, brilliant. I love it. Still got to read the second issue, but it's literally on the top of my reading list. Uh, Phantom on the Scan, number one. What is this? 
From Cullen Bunn, mm, mm, I bet it's horror. 20 years ago, a comet fell to Earth. Since that night, Matthew has been haunted. Haunted by a spirit that gives him incredible psychic abilities. But these abilities come with a price, and payment is due. Every time Matthew uses his gifts, he draws closer to death and other physics, all of whom gain their powers on the night the comet fell. Are done. Okay, now it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. We got it. I got. I got. I get it. I get it. Um, I actually uh, pre-pre-ordered this one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I for whatever reason the, the the title didn't stick with me, but oh, gee, Christ, slap myself away, Jesus. Um, yeah, but uh, as soon as I read that description, I was like, oh yeah, I remember fucking mm-hmm. Phantom on the Scan. And then, of course, we've got Scouts Honor number four. You know, our uh, our treasure, national treasure to comics, David Pepos, along with Luca Casalanguida. If you're not reading Scouts Honor, you're screwing up, man. You're screwing up. This is the good stuff. This is the good stuff right here. This This right here might be the book that catapults Aftershock to another level. It could be Maniac of New York, too, but I got a feeling. I got a feeling it's going to be Scout's Honor. And then we have Undone by Blood. Actually, this is another one that has some serious fucking potential because I hear that Norman Reedus wants to do an Undone by Blood something or other on the on the, 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 the movies. So, <laughs> Side of Eden, I guess, is another spinoff from that title. And we got our second issue there. There you go. Those are the Aftershock FOCs. What else? We got anything from Ablaze? Oh yeah, that weird one with the the underage-looking lesbian vampires. Oh, and there's a boob. I see a boob. I see two boobs actually. Bam. Oh, but that cult, pulp fiction fucking homage cover is something special. What does she have? Oh, that's not cocaine. That's not cocaine. What is that? I don't know. I'm gonna write that down. I like that. Eros and Psych number two D. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I love some homage covers. The C covers pretty pretty awesome though. Yeah, there's some. Bo- oh, it's a gargoyle. There's no nipples. It was shadow. Dems ain't boobies. It's a statue, not a gargoyle. A statue. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this series at all. It's very confusing. Boom. Boom Studios. We got Berserker number two on the FOCs, and it looks like they're gonna hit us with four variants. Uh, two of them are foil. Alright, so there's the A cover that we don't have an image for, and then there's the foil variant for that, and then there's, uh, what? Hold on. And then another A cover from Raphael Grandpa? (laughs) And then the foil version of that. Oh boy. Boom's really, uh, they figured out how to make money, huh? Well, let's cash in on old Kiana. Uh, next up, uh, Mighty Morphin, number six. All right, this is a series I'm in, uh, into. One, two, three covers on that one. There's a blank sketch variant. Guess the color. Could be any one. Probably not black or blue or red or pink or yellow. What does that leave? Green? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it'd be green now. Um, Or what? Proctor Valley Road, number two. This is one that people are talking about. The speculators are... 
all over this one. For whatever reason, it didn't show up on my pull list, so was, all right, we'll see. But yeah, number two on this one. It's never too late, I guess. Uh, two covers on that. So that's that's Boom Studios. I got Dynamite. Anything in Dynamite we're talking about? Is, uh, you know, just um, pick your, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. IDW. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kanto and the City of Giants number one. You're gonna want in on this one. Uh, if you don't know, Kanto has been optioned by uh, was it like Westwood Studios, Westbrook Studios. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a feature animated film. How exciting is that? So everything that Kanto is doing coming forward is all just potential huge spec. You know this movie's going to be big. It's going to be good. It's going to blow people away. It's, oh, man. I'm so excited for Drew and David, the the, the creators of this series. I'm so excited. And I, I said it after the very first issue I read. I said this character will be somebody that we're all talking about in just a matter of time. And we will continue to talk about. My exact words were this character will no doubt stand the test of time. And uh, no pun was really meant, but yeah, yeah, man. This is this is a definite, definite ad this week. Uh, Star Trek Year 5 is on its 20th issue. And then TMNT Jenica, Chapter 2, issue number 6, is wrapping up her little miniseries, her second miniseries. So get excited for Jenica. Dark Horse... Yeah, we got a little dark horse. We got Avatar, the next shadow, wrapping up with its fourth issue. We've got some Black Hammer Visions on its third issue of a little eight-part series uh, from Zarsky. Old Chip, huh? Look at that. Uh, two covers on that? Three covers on that. Uh, Grendel Devil's Odyssey, number five of a little eight-parter. Two covers on that. So if you're into Grendel, cool. Uh, Jenny Zero. What is Jenny Zero? Uh, Dave Dwanch and Brockton McKinney. Meet Jenny Tetsuo, the hard-drinking, hard-partying daughter of beloved superhero Mega Commander Zero. After washing out as the military's top kaiju killer, Jenny Zero now lives the Celebutante. <laughs> what the fuck word is that? Uh, Celebutante. Celebutant life? Celebutant? Is it supposed to be celibate? I don't know. Life with her hotel heiress and publicist best friend Dana Shirt. Okay, whatever. Uh, but when the massive creatures return, Jenny must decide if she can sober up and save the world. Gotcha. Alright, she's a drunk, she's a badass. Will she not be drunk when it's time for her to be a badass again? Is how I would have wrote that. I mean... But that's just me. That's just me. Oh, and her dad is some... He's the shit, too. Bam. Nailed it. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh... I'm not that expensive previews catalog. I'm not. I can I can make shit happen for you. Is it previews? Is it the creators? Is it the publishers that write these? I don't fucking know. Either way, fix your shit. It's fucking embarrassing. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna get on Jenny Zero. I'm gonna write that down too. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. See, the indies are by far the most important ones to, to keep track of and write down on the FOCs, because sh- chances are, yeah, your shops are going to order extra Batman and extra Superman and extra fucking Captain America. You know, y- you understand what I'm saying. But are they going to order extra Scout's Honor? Are they going to order extra Jenny Zero? Probably not much, if at all. So these are why this is important. Resident Alien Rides here, number five of a six-potter. So there you go, one cover on that one. Then we got Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, number three of a four-parter. Two covers on that one. None of which are a, uh, a Mignola cover. Hmm. On to Image to wrap up the Indies and the FOCs. We've got Birthright, number 48. Alright. Uh, what is this? We've got Home. Number one, Julio Anta and Anna Wyszek. Wyszek? I don't know. When a young boy is torn away from his mother while seeking asylum in the U.S. border, something begins to change him, and it isn't just the trauma, anxiety, and guilt you'd expect. He doesn't know it yet, but it's the onset of superhuman abilities that will change his life forever. Not just for a couple minutes. Forever. It's a forever type of thing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, no, this one, I, I mean, there's clearly an audience for it. There's clearly an audience for it. Uh, I mean, personally, I, uh, I don't know if it's one that's going to really resonate with me. You know, Brian, you're cold. You're cold-blooded. Uh, I mean, am I, though? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, let's see how many one two covers on that one and then from home we have homesick pilots on its fifth issue two covers on that one oh we got another image number one what is this uh jules verne lighthouse number one you know what i i'm kind of i take that back on home for a second this has movie written all over it all over it it really does so i I might actually pick up a copy or two for the sake of speculation. Um, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, it's pandering for sure. It's definitely pandering. Not that that's always a bad thing. It's not, I mean, it's just, uh, I I don't think I'm the audience that could really relate to it. That's all. That's all. But in the end, being a forward-thinking entrepreneur... This, like I said, has movie, feature film, TV series all over it. The, the, um, yeah. Alright, I see what you're doing there. At first I was like, eee. Yeah, I don't know. But now I'm, uh, yeah, I like it. I could see that going somewhere. Uh, another number one, though, is it Jules Verne's Lighthouse. Jules Verne? Oh, it's David Hine and Brian Haberlein. This, okay, just this team. This team right here gets me excited. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for this team to do something again and write a story that panders to me, damn it. Uh, (laughs) um, So at the edge of the galaxy, all right, all right, there is a giant supercomputer known as the Lighthouse. The only brain powerful enough to navigate ships through a sargazzo. Ooh, of I don't know what that word is. Of naturally occurring. Well, hold on. You know what? Sargazzo. I want to know what this is. Let's look this up. 
R G A S S O. Is it a C? Sargasm. Another term for sargasm. Okay, sea sargasm. A brown seaweed with berry-like air bladders, typically forming large floating masses. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, through... Uh, Alright, alright. Okay, okay, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. Of naturally occurring wormholes, potentially cutting months or even years off of a spaceship's journey. Three humans, one alien, and a nanny bot have manned the remote station for years in relative peace until the arrival of Captain Conger and his band of cutthroat pirates. Threatens to... Threatens the future of civilization and reveals that each of the lighthouse crew has been hiding a shocking secret. <sighs> he who controls the lighthouse controls this part of the galaxy. Yep, thousand percent yes. Let's write down lighthouse. I should have been writing down everything that looks cool this week. Oh, you know, I should probably write down home. Because, yeah. Oh, you know what else? I gotta write this down. Carmen! Apparently I didn't get the first issue. Thought I did. Must have been the week that I uh, fucking missed my FOC. So Gilliam March doing this one. In the second issue, Kata explores her newfound ability to fly landing at a plaza in Palmo, or real life Zisco and Kata are having a conversation that plunges her future into the depths of despair. When an ever-cheeky Carmen pops into the to intervene, she and Kata sit down for a philosophical heart to heart. Philosophical? Philosophical? <laughs> Brian, you should meet, read more non picture books. <laughs> and lastly, a book that you should already be on, but it's never too late. We've got um, Scumbag number seven. So this looks like it's going to be a an ongoing. The first arc was incredible, and issue six turned out to be the start of the second arc. Um, I thought it might have been the it, it felt like it could have been either way, the start of an arc or the end of an arc. Um, you know, with a uh, uh, ambiguous "will there be more" type of thing. Well, it turns out there will be more. Oh yes, there will be more. Issue number seven cometh. It cometh soon. Order it. Order this. This, once again, has series, TV series written all over it. It just looks hilarious. I could see this going to, like, FX. I'm not going to lie. I, I really could. Not just Netflix. FX. Um, they, they might have to dumb it down a little bit because, you know, orgies and stuff. But if there's one thing, uh, if there's one network... That can get away with it. I really do think that that's the one. It's ah oh man, this book has so much potential. Um, all right, so those are the indies FOCs. We've done the DCs FOCs. Now let's do the Marvel. Ah, Amazing Spider-Man number sixty-one for some reason is getting a second printing. This is a Gleason variant. Jesus Christ, they'll do. Congratulations, Gleason. Your name now sell, sells everything. The dude's a man of a million styles, though. He's like Joshua Million... Millionton? <laughs> Middleton, in that sense. You could... I mean, you just... It's it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell. But... Fuck, all right. I guess getting, that's getting a second printing. I, I don't think that's... Uh-oh, what's this Pacelli variant on this? Hmm, I don't have an image. Stay tuned for that. Keep an eye on that. 
when there's a second printing and there's two covers, uh, yeah, and there might be some, especially when one of them's not revealed immediately. Uh, Black Cat, number five, two covers on that one. Once again, a Pacheco cover. Once again, what am I saying? Um, Children of the Atom, number one, going into a second printing. I'll be picking up the second printing on this just because I got a feeling that these characters are going to blow the hell up. Um, and then Children of the Atom, number two, also on the FOCs this week with the, uh, is it Todd Knock or Phil Knock? Todd Knock. Todd Knock headshot variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is her, what's her name? Silas? Uh, Cyclops Lady? Lady Clops? I don't know. But that one. I think, I think it's like Silas. I forget. I only read the first part of the book. <laughs> uh, Daredevil number 29. Yeah, you're reading that. And I'll tell you what, if you didn't read issue number 28, I know I don't really do the highlight episodes anymore, but I just, for a real quick second, read issue number 28. That shit was spectacular. And that, that, um, that ending, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I will say this, the ending could potentially leave a possibility of Derelectra, uh, maybe sticking around a little further than a story arc. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't, I don't see Disney going, or Disney, Jesus, Marvel doing that, but, uh, we'll, we'll find out. Let's see, and there's two covers on that one. Oh boy, all hail, Dark Hawk, Heart of the Hawk, Danny Fingeroth, and a bunch of other ones celebrate the 30th anniversary of the 90s hottest hero in the, in the three spectacular stories, N3 spectacular stories. First, an untold story from Darkhawk's early days, then explore the winged hero's cosmic ears, and then finally find out what the future holds for Darkhawk. Oh, and that one by Kyle Higgins. I think this one is uh, a definite must. Let's see, there's a Dotterman variant. Uh, what is that? Um, a Lubera variant as well. All right. All right, so three covers on that one. I'm perfectly fine with the Lee and Yuck 8 cover. Works just fine for me. Um, Fantastic Four, number 30, still tying into King and Black. I tell you what, that fucking cover is... A, it's, that's amazing. Oh, it's Mark Brooks, that's why. Jesus Christ. It's a nullified thing. Oh, that is... That is fucking... Odd. Marvel is killing it with the covers this year. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number 30, 13. Yeah, uh, this is the new teams, guys. You're gonna want this. You, all of the, if you don't, if Guardians isn't on your pull list now, then now is the time. Uh, don't fuck up on this one. Don't do it. Uh, looks like there's one, two, three, four covers on this one. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> You guys want a good laugh? Look at the Deadpool cover on this one. I saw this art a while ago. He somehow managed to give a raccoon a, a hair lip and a tree a hair lip. And, uh... Fuck. You know, every time I think, wow, that's the worst piece of comic book art I've ever seen. Rob Lee filled up, outdoes himself. Uh, you know, his, his chest muscles expand out further than his pectacles. This is... Oh my god. That's so bad. That's not what legs look like. 
Not even the the most misformed muscle man on the planet looks like that. It's fucking stupid. It's stupid they celebrate him like this. Ugh. Yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah, and fucking Deadpool in the movies made sixty trillion quadrillion bazillion dollars. So and fucking and stroke the ego. Fuck Rob Life film. Ugh. Feels good to say it every time. Uh, Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon on its fourth issue. Two covers on that one. Iron Man continuing on. It's already added to your pull list. And, uh, um, two covers on that one. I don't know. These reborn variants, I'm not so sure about. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's not that the art's bad. I just don't. What the fuck? Born in the space. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do here. Let me, well, you know what, let me go through. Let me see if I can find a pattern. Because that's another Heroes Reborn. What's this one? It looks like Carlos Pacheco's doing all of them. The fuck is that? Jesus Christ. That doesn't look like a raccoon at all. It looks like a wolf. Okay. Um. Alright. Uh, any more? More Heroes Reborn for the... The lost. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do here. I don't understand the theme or the. Yeah. Whatever. Continuing on. More King and Black. Namor's wrapping up with his fifth issue. Just one cover on that one. Maestro's continuing on with his fourth issue of another, you know, War and Pax. Um, yeah. Five total in this one. So that one's almost done. Non stop Spider Man. This is one that you're just going to, you know, pick up and go, go, go. It's non stop. <laughs> Uh, two covers on that one. Power Pack wrapping up with his fifth issue. Oh, that was just a mini. I didn't know that. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow. What is this? A four-part miniseries. This is number one. That's a cool A cover. Phil Noto. Duh. Oh, it's Chip Zarsky, too. What if Peter Parker became Venom? Peter Parker once put an alien suit that nearly destroyed his life, but... What if he'd never taken it off? Ignoring every warning, Spidey embraces the dark symbiote. Haunted by terrible nightmares and exhausted by an endless barrage of bad guys, Peter can't seem to catch a break these days. So when the Hobgoblin attacks, he finds a hero at the end of his rope and vulnerable to new dark impulses. Spider-Man is about to change his rules, but it's truly Peter who is in charge? Is it truly Peter who's in charge? Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, a fucking thousand percent yes on that. A four-parter? If you didn't read Zarsky's Spider-Man life story, just know that Zarsky has this incredible take on what-if Spider-Man. It's, it's, it's amazing. What do we got here? One, two, three covers on this one. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 11. Two covers on that. Uh, Thor, number 14. Mm, Yep, two covers. Thor and Loki, Double Trouble, number two of a four-parter, two covers on that one. And then lastly, on the FOCs this week, a book that's probably already on your pull list, and if it isn't, you're missing out, Wolverine. And this is the story arc. Oh, it's picking up where I wanted it. Mm. Omega Red and Dracula. <sighs> yes. Yes, a thousand million quadrillion times yes. So there you go. Those are the FOCs this week. Don't sleep on any books. Um, you know, don't, don't procrastinate. Hurry up, start a poll list. I've already explained this all to ya. Um, exciting stuff for sure. Exciting stuff for sure. Uh, I, fuck, I don't know. I got, 
I think I'm thinking Nottingham. That second print might be some shit. It might be like a super low print run of a very low key title that has a lot of potential. So that's kind of my my sleeper pick of the week for you speculators out there. Um, there you go. I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna leave you with an Apocalypse promo. If you don't know what that is, then you're fixing to find out. It's a badass podcast from the apocalypse hashtag on twitter hashtag the apocalypse so yep i'll be right back with the book slated to hit your slots on wednesday march 24th right after this back it's still episode 294 it's still polis priorities only this segment we're talking about the stuff coming out right around the corner next wednesday new comic book day march 24th so let's get down to it you should have already pre-ordered these books mm-hmm. but just in case maybe you're one of them spoiled folks that has a has a an abundant shelf you know on new comic book day at your lcs i don't know not mine not mine. I have the world's largest comic book store. So, yeah. All right. So, starting with Action Comics next week. Is Bendis still on Action Comics? Nope. Not this one. Philip Kennedy Johnson, I believe. Oh, so he's doing both Action and Superman? Oh, I like it. I like that. Um, possible first appearance in this one um, The Wall? No. Is it a person? Is it a, um, a group? A faction? Of evil. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, there you go. Some potential in Action 1029 this week. Uh, Batman Black and White, number four. This is a first appearance of uh, uh, Mia Mizaguchi. That's what it is. Maps is what they call her. So, a new Robin. I thought this was going to be issue number three of Batman Black and White. But it turns out... Yeah, Batman Black and White's introducing all types of cool shit. It's exciting, right? I think this one right here is going to be huge. Uh, another one with a bunch of potential is Batman Superman number 16 this week. There are three first appearances in this one. Spider-Lady, Dr. Adam, and the Unknown Wizard. So, yeah. And what is that? That looks like a... Oh, all cover appearances as well. There we go. Boom. Big, 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 big book this week, I would say. I say there's a shit ton of potential behind Batman and Superman. And then we got Black Label stuff. We got Batman White Knight. Uh, Harley Quinn on its sixth issue. I think this is wrapping it up now. Or it's, it might go seven. I don't know. I'm not really reading it. Um, I have it on the pull list, but mm, so far behind in the White Knight universe. Uh, Detective Comics is continuing on. Uh, let's see, number 1034, right on. Uh, I'm loving the shit out of Detective Comics still. Is there anything going on with this one? Uh, yeah, The Legal Lazarus. Huh. Well, 
Um, yeah, well, that could be a thing too. Jesus, DC. Trying to sell some books, huh? Harley Quinn's got a first appearance in here. Apparently she's got a new best friend named Kevin. Something tells me Kevin isn't just some regular dude named Kevin. It's, it, I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're going to take a page out of uh, uh, West Coast Avengers book, Kelly Thompson's book, and make it, you know, she's got Jeff, the land shark. This is probably going to be Ken, Kevin, the uh, fucking squirrel. I don't know. I don't know. The, the sea squirrel. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. But either way, Kevin's a new thing. Um, let's see, that's a digital first. Another big book that I did go pretty big on is Teen, Ki- Teen Titans Academy, number one. Um, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of potential here. I don't know if we're going to get the reveal of Red X or not, but I very much look forward to that. Very much look forward to that. Um, let's see here. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, all right, cool. That's That's everything coming out from DC next week. Every single title, almost every single ongoing on here, and even some of the miniseries are very much, very, very much worth uh, worth investing in. I don't just say pick up, I, also, I mean investing as well. So there you go. There you go. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk the rest of the books coming out next week. Let's talk some indies. Uh, filters and whatnot. All right. Bam. Vault. Vault Comics next week. Oh, it's a second printing of Hollow Heart number one. Yeah. I'll check that out. I think from Valiant. No Valiant. Oh, sad days. Sad days when there's no Valiant. Um, Alright, second sight. This is the first time you're going to hear me say this on Polis Priorities and me actually have something to, to... Yeah. The thing is, they're not on the FOC, so if you didn't pre-order these books, you're probably not going to get it. You've never heard of Second Sight Publishing. Um, your shops haven't heard of Second Sight Publishing. So, yeah. But with that being said, if you can get your hands on these books, these are the premier books to a publisher that has been trying very, 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 very hard to get off the ground. Uh, for as long as I've been doing this podcast, Second Sight's been trying to get into previews. And here they are. Congratulations. Uh, so we have the book of Laxia, number one, Lady Freedom, number one, and The Edge, number one. So there you go. The first three titles coming out of Second Sight Publishing. You may notice, if, if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you may be wondering why it's not Cult of Dracula. I'm wondering the same thing myself. Well, I just so happen to know that Cult of Dracula went to... Uh, uh, well, a more known publisher, if you will, Sourcepoint Press. So, mm, mm, I'm going to get Richard Davis back on the podcast. We're going to talk all about that. I think that's juicy. I want to know. It sounds like drama. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, look at this. Scoot's on here. Scout Scoot. So, Cat Dad and Super Mom. It's Scout, but for children. All right, what's Scout, but not for children? We've got Frank at home on the farm, number three. Uh, Rabid World, number one. I hope you ordered Rabid World. I got the, I got the, um, what do you call it, the ash can of this. That's exciting. I'm going to definitely check this one out. Looks like some zombie action. Then we got the recount number three. Once again, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably already on your pull list. Don't need to remind you, but I'm reminding you, you know, to get excited about it. 
You don't need it's not, you don't need to go pick it up. It's just gonna be there waiting for you, right? Right? Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of you who feel really guilty that you've been listening to this podcast for a while and still haven't started a pull list. Still don't pre-order your book. <laughs> and for that, I envy you. I wish. I miss the days when I didn't have to pre-order my books. I did. I miss those days. I miss being able to cover swap and shit like that. But nope, I don't I don't get that. I don't get that type of uh, luxury anymore. <sighs> Let's see what else. Mm. Mm. Fuck, got to go up high. Behemoth? All right, we got Paranormal Hitman number 2. Hey, where's my number 1? I'm pretty sure I pre-order number one. What the fuck? Uh, then we got Steambound number three and Vietnam Horror number one. What is Vietnam Horror? Massimo Rossi and Vito Coppola in Vietnam. A unit of American soldiers is running an underground reconnaissance using men known as tunnel rats. Colton Jones being one of them. Strange movements and unusual songs have been coming from a nearby mountain, causing the men to be met into the tunnels. What? To be sent into the tunnels to search for members of the Viet Cong in hiding. However, inside the mountain, they'll find something they could have never prepared for. Is it skeletons? I bet they're skeletons. Skeletons, I wouldn't. I, I would have never. I mean, if I were there. I mean, Antarctic Press. Ah, uh, what is this? We've got Exciting Comics number 8. Uh, Punchline. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Punchline. Uh, number 12. So, yeah. Antarctic, they've been known to put out some good stuff. They also put out some kind of questionable stuff, too. I don't know. A lot of stuff that you're going to see coming out of Second Sight Publishing is actually going to be reproduced stuff from Antarctic, is my guess. That's my guess. I don't know. That's just me speculating a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? Aftershock. Oh, yeah. Okay, we've got Miskatonic, number five, and Shadow Doctor, number two. I think Shadow Doctor is going to be a super sleeper series. One that you're going to wish you picked up once the movie comes out. I just feel like it's a movie meant to be made. I think from a blaze this week. Gung-Ho Sexy Beast, number three. Uh, yeah, it's probably one you're going to have to, I mean, if it's not on your pull list, it's probably not on your shelf. I don't think I've ever gone into a comic book store and seen a Blaze Comics just on the shelf. But that's just me. Boom Studios. From Boom, we've got Dune, House Atreides, number five. One, two covers on that one. Firefly, brand new verse, verse, sorry, number one. One, two, three, four, five covers on that one. So Firefly fans either get pissed or get excited. I don't know how you feel about that. I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> Once in Future, number 17. Yeah, another super sleeper series. Uh, and Power Rangers, number five. Three covers on this one. We got the blue blank sketch variant. All right. Decent books coming out of Boom. Decent. Uh, I think... See one, two, three of them are on my pull list. Uh, one of them I have no intention of reading, and one of them I'm behind on, and one of them I'm caught up on. So that's how I'm living with Boom next week. Ah, uh, Dynamite, Dynamite. Yep, regular, regular stuff from Dynamite. 
IDW. Comic book history of animation. Uh-oh. Again? I thought those went away. They're on number four here of a little five-parter. And then we got Dungeons and Dragons at the Spine of the World wrapping up with this fourth issue. And there's a little character sheet on that one. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog moving along with its 38th issue and an ongoing. Two covers on that one. Uh, best of Michelangelo from the TMNT universe. Uh, reprints of some of the best Mikey stories coming out next week. And then Osagi Ojimbo number 17. Osagi Ojimbo. Because that's how it's done, right? From Dark Horse, Barbarian. Red Planet, number five of a five-parter. It's from the Black Hammer universe. I don't think... Uh, it's just a matter of time before Black Hammer becomes a thing, cinematically. It's just a matter of time. It's Jeff Lemire's world. You know, these people are just writing in it, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like two covers on that one. We got Crimson Flower, number three of a four-parter. One, two covers on that one. And then one that I definitely, definitely pre-ordered. I better have it in my... Mm-hmm. is Lady Baltimore, the Witch Queens, from Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden and Bridget Conley. So, yeah, no, I, I went over this one on the FOCs. Just trust me, uh, fucking Lady Baltimore. I think this one's going to be something. What is this, a five-parter? Yep, five-parter. This one's got some potential. Some potential for sure. Oh, if it's not ongoing, it's not going to get... Well, you know, Once in the Future wasn't ongoing, and then it was, because it was good after the first issue. It was very well received, so they decided, you know, let's just make more of these. Just because something starts out as a miniseries doesn't mean it's not going to end at 50 issues. You know what I mean? All right, from Image Comics next week, we've got Bitterroot finally coming back after its 11th issue, third story arc. It's exciting, right? Looks like there's a blank variant on that one. Uh, crossover getting, uh, all right. Crossover's getting a couple of reprints here. Department of Truth is getting a reprint a few times. Um, die, die, die on its 14th issue. All right. Ha ha number two and its reprinted second issue. I do have all the reprints now added to my pull list. I excite, I excite, I excite about this one. Um, and then yes, haha number three as well. Two amazing covers. I'm getting everything haha right now. I'm I, I was late to the party on what was it? Ice Cream Man. I don't think I got to Ice Cream Man until what was it? Issue nine or eleven? One or the other one. I think it was issue number nine. And uh, yeah, fucking good luck finding those first eight for you know a reasonable price. I'm not dropping my stimmy on that. Mm-hmm. I think HaHa has that same potential is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Moonshine on its 23rd this week. And then we got Nomen Omen, number 13 of a 15-part maxi-series. Two covers on that one. Post-Americana on its fourth issue. Okay, there's Scumbag, number six. All right, I'm about to say, I, that last one felt more like the, the end of an arc. <laughs> well, okay, um, this, this would be why this is the beginning of a story arc here. Because... Number six is just now coming out. That makes perfect sense now. All right, what else? Anything else from Image? Oh, yeah, Stray Dogs. Stray Dogs. This is one... I, I Here's the deal. At first, there's a lot of people talking about Stray Dogs, and I was like, eh, 
I don't know if that that fucking weird butter or Silence of the Lambs cover is going to do it for me. I don't think this is going to get a. I've, I see homage covers all the time. And most of them never, never get a second look. But as it turns out, the people that read this series are like, "Fuck, this is really good." And word got out, and now, yeah, books gained a little bit. It's since dipped down a little bit, but the fact is, um, I have a feeling the second issue, if it's just as good, it's going to spike back up again. Probably still a low print run. Um, and it is, uh, I think I have all of the, the, the covers now on, on my pull list. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I hope I didn't make the same mistake as last time. Like, eh, I'll just get the A cover. The B cover was the one that really blew up, so. Yeah. A lot of people think this is gonna be turned into a series somehow. I'm, I don't, I guess it would have to be animated, but. Yeah. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, shit, that's it. That's it for the indies. Now let's wrap this figure up with uh, the books coming out next week from Marvel. Oh, and it's Aliens Weeks, y'all. Yep, so Alien number one is coming. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven covers on that one. Then we got Spider-Man number two. Yeah, the Man-Thing variant's coming next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther... Black Panther coming Wednesday. It's the 24th issue. We got Shuri on the cover there. Uh, yeah, Four covers. Jesus. Cable number nine. I heard this one's ending at 12. That's a super bummer to hear. Uh, Carnage, Black, White, and Blood. You picked up the Gleason variant, right? I'm sure you did. If you didn't, you fucked up. <laughs> I hope you didn't. For my sake, because I picked up a few. I'm going to sling them, motherfuckers. Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah, sure, I like the Webhead variants, but I don't, <laughs> I also know that there's a lot of money to be made off of them, too. Uh, oh, fuck, again. Excalibur on its 19th issue. Guardians of the Galaxy on its 12th issue, leading into this new team. Two covers there. Scream tying into King and Black, a little one-shot there for Scream. Three three covers. Jeez. Maestro Warren Pax on its third issue of a five part mini. We got Miles Morales twenty four with the Ken Lashley Man Thing variant. Uh, Savage Avengers on its nineteenth issue. Won two covers on that one. Uh, Star Wars Doctor Afro number eight. Um yeah, I know that seventh issue definitely caught some attention for shout. Uh, and then probably the, 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 the big one this week is going to be a second printing of Taskmaster, Taskmaster number three. Uh, this, this, uh, the, the color version, it looks like there's a variant on this one. This doesn't say it's a one in 25. My shop told me it's a one in 25. Um, I said, Hey, I won't order 25 of these, but I'll order 10 if you'll set the one in 25 aside for me. (laughs) No response. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but I the the big 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 book that I think is just gonna fucking skyrocket next week is gonna be Taskmaster number three, second printing, the B variant or the one in twenty five. I hope it's just a B cover. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And then also Taskmaster number five, the actual miniseries itself, first print wrapping up. There you go. I've talked about the books of the future. The books way in the future, and then the books slightly in the future. Uh, I hope you've received something from this. (laughs) 
Um, uh, yeah, I've been reminded in some way, shape, or form. I know I forget shit all the time. The reason I started doing this podcast is because no one else was reminding me. Couldn't be reminded good. <laughs> yeah, I hope this worked out. Hey, remember, rate this podcast. If you made it this far, you are officially obligated to rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Do it five stars, otherwise I will find you. I will find you. Uh, check out other amazing podcasts from The Apocalypse. It's like The Apocalypse, only with a pod. Uh, on Podchaser and uh, the follow the hashtag on Twitter, The Apocalypse. It's just amazing, amazing content. And it's not just comic book content. It's not just nerd content. It's so much more than that. I mean, that's just a small amount of what the apocalypse has to offer. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you got your true crime. You got your scripted. You got your, your D&Ds. You got, I mean, what kind of podcast is there? Think of that. Well, there, there's that kind. It's that kind. So, there you go. Um... Ah, fucking follow the apocalypse, damn it. We worked hard at building this up. We are officially over 100 podcasts. 100 quality podcasts. That's damn right, damn right. So, um, yeah, once again, thanks for tuning in. This has been Issue... Issue? What? Episode 294. Um, still Brian Wayne, I guess. Hey, I command that you read responsibly and stay safe. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast.